Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another recording for the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always Devin Turak, and today I'm joined by Paul Sanders. Hello. Patrick Gleason. Hello. Patrick Ramsahoy. Hello. And Dwayne McKinnon. Hiya, folks. So everyone's, uh, the whole gang is back together again. Uh, and before I forget, because I always forget Virtually. about this, let's, let's do our um, uh, uh, Patreon shout-out of the week, uh, or the month, Ooh. or the recording. This one, uh, since I forgot where we left off the last time, this one's going to go out from the very top. Aisha Tarak. Actually, my brother, this, 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 this month. Oh, do we have a new Patreon? We've done a Patreon, but he just gave us a big donation. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, sorry, Aisha, you uh, you lose out. Uh, this one goes out to <laughs> Pat's brother. Michael Gleason. Yes, Michael. Thank you for supporting the podcast, and um, we're happy that you like us, or like your family enough to, uh, to, <laughs> give, to give us a little donation. <laughs> All right, let's get on with our segment one, our month in the hobby. Uh, what have you guys been up to over the last month? Let's start with Dwayne. Uh, not all that much, really, considering the fact that I actually missed the last podcast. Um, you know, it's been mostly more of the same. Uh, I'm now on late January 2013 in Marvel Unlimited. So... Uh, haven't made as much progress on that as I'd expect to, but uh, it's uh, it's an interesting time in Marvel Unlimited, uh, the start of 2013. Um, it's, it's the all-new era where they basically kind of set the whole line starting off on new storylines. Um, Notable stories are Brian Bendis bringing the original five X-Men forward in time to uh, interact with the then current Marvel Universe. Uh, Dan Slott started doing the Superior Spider-Man where Dr. Octopus had taken over the body of Peter Parker. Uh, And that, uh, there was New runs on Thor started, uh, various other things. Uh, in Alpha Flight News, Puck joined X-Force, which was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't a run that lasted very long, but it was fun while it lasted. So, yeah, so some, some decent comics to read. Um, and I'll have more on comics in News and Rumors when we get started on that. TV-wise... Uh, I've caught up on Winona Earp, so. Ah, season um, three? Uh, and four. four. And four, yeah, I was going to say yes, so it's season yep. four now, yes. Oh, it's season yeah, four. So, uh, good, good. Um, you know, there's there's been some interesting developments. Uh the show has gone in kind of a new direction. Season three wrapped up its longest running plotline, 
and I'm trying not to do spoilers in case anyone decides yeah, they I, want to get caught up with the show. Uh, oh, um, I do, yeah. Yeah. By the way, um, easiest way to get caught up on Ona Herp is to subscribe to Crave. Oh, I have um, Crave. I have everything. Cause, yeah, because all four seasons, as uh, or at least to the mid mid-season finale, aka the COVID nineteen shutdown, is available on Crave. Um, so end of end of season three wrapped up some major plot lines, and so uh, the show is continuing, and it's it's. Uh, it's still a very high quality show in my opinion. Uh, really, really enjoying it and looking forward to what comes next. Uh, the show resumed production and finished production. So the rest of the season four episodes are shot. I believe they're still, you know, in the editing suite, but um, they have been shot. So, uh, you know, as far as TV goes, that's been kind of it. Uh, I got ambitious and I downloaded a bunch of shows to my tablet the other day. Um, haven't actually watched any of them. Uh, I did end up watching the live action remake of Beauty and the Beast. That was all right. You know, I don't. I don't think it was quite as good as uh, the yeah. cartoon version. Um, you know, largely because, for example, I think Jerry Orbach was far better as Lumiere than even McGregor. McGregor did okay, but Orbach was just better. Uh, and that, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. It was all right, and. You know, that's basically it. I had thought about, you know, risking my health and going out and trying to see New Mutants in theater. But ultimately, I did not. Well, it'll be on um, Disney, I'm sure, soon enough. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus eventually. <laughs> um, and I do want to see it. I've seen absolutely horrible reviews. But uh, I am still kind of curious and uh, do, I do want to see it. Um, as far as video gaming goes, I'm still just doing the odd little mobile game on my tablet and that uh, I haven't booted into my Steam partition in a few months, I think. Um, and that, and for the most part, uh, my PlayStation 3 only goes on when I play Disney Infinity with my daughter. Um, and that role-playing game-wise, uh, it's been about a month since uh, we did Pat's Wednesday night campaign. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting back to that. On the Earth Dawn side of things, things continue. Um, my wizard is now, as of uh, yesterday afternoon, my wizard is 11th Circle. Oh. So 
warden tier. Uh, the campaign has decided that all characters will go into mandatory retirement as a 13th circle. So my time playing Dubin is coming to an end. Going, it's going to be limited. And it is kind of a shame because for the most part, spellcasters only really start hitting their stride in Earth Dawn 4th at 12th circle. Um, at 12th circle, for example, you get the concise casting talent, which lets you cast more than one spell around. It lets you cast two. Um, but, you know, I can see I can see the point. Um, the higher the circle, the tougher it is to come up with stuff. And in particular, the tougher it is to come up with self-contained adventures, as we do try to uh, keep not only is self-contained mandatory, but we try to keep our self-contained adventures to four hours. And the higher the circle of the characters involved, the tougher it is to do that. Yeah. So, but um, the plan is to occasionally do special events and to pull those uh, master tier guys out of retirement for fun, maybe, you know, every two, three months or so. We'll see. Um, I I kept myself lucky in that the community is pretty vibrant, and it looks like we're going to be able to keep going with this gaming community for quite a while. And I mean, it's been nine months now, uh, which you know, for a uh, anyone's welcome come as you are uh, online game is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's about it for what I've been doing. Uh, I do have some stuff for news and rumors I'd love to talk about, so I'll wait for that. Okay. Why don't we move on then to Paul? Uh, me. Let's see. I have just been doing division and working. That's literally my life. I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Other than um, I did finally... F- I. I, I st- I uh, binge watched all of Lucifer, the uh, Netflix series, and I. Oh, uh, uh, my wife! My wife Jen has been watching that lately. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty interesting and entertaining. Um, I would recommend people to to watch it for a good laugh. The characters are quite lovable. Um, but that's really it for me. I have nothing to talk about. My life is boring. It's atrociously boring. <laughs> Okay, Mech, how about you then? Um, no, let's see. Uh, okay, so I do have the Wednesday game going on still. Um, and uh, let's see. What's been going on is uh, uh, there's a there's a, a civil war basically uh, in its earliest stages right now. And uh, there's looking like there's going to be a bit of pushback from uh, from the Empire against the Rebellion. Uh, going after one of the uh, territories that uh, they caught, or the rebellion took fairly early on. And so the party was sent to this small little town called Torkti to uh, try and prepare them for the uh, potential upcoming siege. And uh, while they've been uh, doing that, uh, someone has been uh, sabotaging supplies and and uh, war material and so on. So most of the adventure has been them trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and so 
this last session, uh, two prime suspects ended up uh, being killed uh, when their house burnt down. Um, however, it's a little suspicious because uh, the bodies were actually prepared so that they couldn't be uh, used to, uh, um, you know, uh, to have cleric spells used to try and uh, uh, get information from the bodies or even uh, easy resurrections. I think a reincarnation is about the only thing that would work to, to get those characters back to life. Uh, yeah, positive, positive ID has basically been completely impossible, so we're not really sure if these bodies are them or not. Exactly. Um, and uh, so... Uh, Gavin's character, Angrenistas, uh, basically uh, worked out a deal with the uh, the Rogues Guild and uh, with the Baron uh, to have this area of the wharf uh, unpatrolled for a little while, so that the <laughs> Rogues Guild could do their thing. Uh, and in return, the Rogues Guild is going to uh, keep an eye out to see if there's any information about who those bodies actually were. Um, and the party has decided to also set up their eyes to watch what the Rogues Guild is up to, just in case there's something that really shouldn't happen, they can step in and uh, and stop them in with the lack of any guards in the area. And that's pretty much what we've been stopped at, uh, waiting for the opportunity to, uh, to, to get this adventure going. The last session, um, we were almost to go, except that uh, Gavin, the one who kind of set all this stuff up was wasn't uh, able to be there, so uh, we decided to postpone. So it's going to be this Wednesday that uh, that we're going to be finishing off that encounter. Uh, let's see, really not much on the computer game front. Uh, you know, I uh, I did uh, decide to uh, start up some uh, characters on a different server for City of Heroes. So out of the basement uh, also exists on Excelsior. I was doing that because there were some characters that I created that I was thinking, oh, maybe there's another alternate uh, power combination that I want to try with them. Um, and uh, I didn't want to, I wanted to actually be the same characters. I didn't want to just create a new character with a new, with those power uh, sets. So that's the reason why I did it. Um, let's see, TV. Well, I stream everything. So I started watching Brave New World. Uh, I think uh, the third episode is going to be on or is going to be available uh, tomorrow night. Um, that's kind of interesting. Uh, obviously, there are some uh, big differences from Aldous Huxley's book. Uh, for example, uh, the New London Society is basically controlled by a computer, uh, an AI. Um, and of course, Huxley wouldn't have even been able to think of something like that when he was writing the original novel. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of interesting, uh, definitely taking a look, you know, it is that uh, dystopian utopia sort of a situation. Mm. Though uh, Brenda's uh, not sure she's really enjoying it all that much because there is just wall-to-wall -wall sex when you're dealing with New London, because that's uh, how to the populace, right? Sex and drugs. Uh, no so rock and roll, though? No rock and roll. <laughs> I, I haven't heard anything about music. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there. You know, monogamy is outlawed. You're not allowed to uh, have a an ongoing relationship with a single person. Uh, you're actually considered mentally unstable if you're doing that. <clears throat> um, 
and yeah, so you know, it's basically all about control. So she's all off put by so much sex, and I'm saying, well, yeah, but that's part of how they control everything. I suppose they don't need to be showing naked bodies as much as they do, but uh, I mean, it's the sort of society where you know you want to have sex in public. Uh, aside from a few, this isn't really the right place for. It. Well, actually, there are places for it, um, not just everywhere on the street. Uh, but people are also manufactured. They're not born. So that's uh, another aspect of the society. Uh, and of course, then there's the savage lands where the people who decided they didn't want to fall under the control of the uh, AI uh, live, which oddly enough happens to be you know, like Midwest US. Um, and, you know, there's the tensions between the groups and so on. Uh, like Paul, I've started uh, binging uh, Lucifer. I did watch it on network TV for the first season, and I got, I think, into the second episode of the second season when things just started piling up, and I decided, okay, I'll watch it later, and then later ne never came up. So now that they're into fifth season, and that's supposed to be their last season, I believe. God, I hope not, because they left it on a cliffhanger. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I... Spoiler, Paul. Spoiler. Yeah. I said um... the word cliffhanger. Oh, wow. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, um, to my understanding, uh, the sixth season will be the last, and I believe it's somewhat shortened. Okay. Well, I don't know how much they can short it. It's already only eight episodes a season now. Well, it was like it was twenty six when it was on uh, network, and then network. Yeah, well, that's okay. Well, then that's what I mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it, though. I can see why after the third season, uh, people started losing interest because it season three starts with this interesting mystery, you know, the Sinner Man, and so on, and um, how Lucifer's powers have kind of changed, and he's lost his devil face and things like that, but. Uh, um, you know, after about four episodes of trying to work into that sort of scenario, now we're doing a whole lot of uh, character development episodes uh, about each of the cast, and it's like that original mystery just doesn't exist anymore. Uh, oh, it comes back, trust me. Oh, I'm sure it does, but, uh, you know, if I was really wanting to follow that mystery, I'd probably be losing interest and stop watching, so I could understand why they might have lost some people. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, anime, there was the uh, uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Four available now. So that's interesting. Uh, they're, they've uh, exposed exactly who Elizabeth is and what's going on with, uh, with Elizabeth and uh, oh, what's his name again? The, the big devil guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, you think I could? Meliodas, yeah. Crazy uh, so names. We're understanding what that story is a lot better, uh, and what their what the exact nature of their relationship is. Uh, let's see. I've actually started watching uh, a number of romantic anime, which is kind of weird. But I, I no, and that's I, usually the ones that I end up watching too. It's not just you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think the last one that I watched was Teasing Master Tagagi-san which is about a couple of middle schoolers who uh, she basically she teases him all the time and she keeps on winning and he's trying to figure out 
uh, ways of uh, turning the tables to win against her. And he doesn't realize that she cheats because she keeps on changing the rules in the middle of their competitions so that uh, she can win. Uh, and of course, her main motivation is she's got a massive crush on this guy. And uh, he's trying to avoid that fact entirely. He's, he's all about beating her. He doesn't care about the, the crush or you know, how she's trying to get him to be paying attention and sp spending time with her. And that's what her teasing is all about. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking through my what have I watched on uh, Netflix to try and <laughs> remember what I watched recently. Um, uh, Tora Dora uh, is another one that I watched. This is another high school one where you've got this guy who's uh, basically being raised by a single mother um, and is considered to be a tough guy just because of the way he looks, not because he actually is a tough guy, but everybody in the school is scared of him just because he looks like he's uh, Yeah, I watched that one too. Yeah, and uh, there's this young, or well, there's this girl in the same age uh, who's just a, a really small, petite girl, and because she's so petite, she's a beast. And uh, because she doesn't want to be... Uh, well, she doesn't want to have things handed to her, and you know she wants people to think that she can actually handle herself. And so they develop a friendship because each likes a good friend of the other. So she's really liking this guy that uh, Ryu, the the the, the the male lead, uh, is friends with, and uh, and Ryu likes uh, the a best friend of Taiga, who's the the young girl. So they're kind of working to get each other hooked up with the other one and in the process discover that uh, they really work well together and they're, they care about each other. So, you know, by the time they finish high school, they're deciding, yeah, we're going to uh, get married when we graduate and that sort of stuff. Uh, let's see. Should have written all this stuff down. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dead air devs going to have to cut out there. Yeah. This is true. Um, let's see. Other things. I finished off uh, Warrior Nun. Uh, that one definitely ends on a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I'm pretty sure they already announced the next season. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Brenda and I watched Away, which is uh, a Hilary Swank uh, show. It's a, uh, well, it's a series, uh, basically about a woman who uh, takes command of the first manned mission to Mars. Um, and uh, it's pretty good. You, NASA has a really strong hand in, in uh, this, this series. Uh, in fact, uh, as part of the promotion, they actually had Hillary Swank at uh, NASA talking to uh, some space station astronauts about their experiences. Um, so it, it's pretty interesting. And it's, it was kind of, I thought it was interesting in that they'd be doing something and I'd say, well, what, you, what about this aspect of what they're doing? And then a few seconds later, they're explaining why they couldn't do it. For example, uh, there's a freighter uh, module that gets shipped ahead of them to uh, uh, basically have all their supplies, right? So that you don't have to fill up the, uh, the living capsule with, uh, with all sorts of supplies uh, and you cut down on weight and so on. And as, as, uh, in the show, it's kind of it's getting there just a few days before they're supposed to arrive, and I was wondering, well, why didn't they get this thing launched like a year in advance so that you know they'd know whether or not it was safe uh, when when the astronauts actually got there? There wasn't this uh, big tension of is this uh, freighter module going to land properly? Um, and you know, a few minutes after I said that, they explained that uh, they didn't want it to have it 
or didn't want to have it on Mars for too long because uh, they were afraid of the dust clouds and so on damaging the freighter and ruining the supplies and so on. So things like that. Uh, so it is paying attention to the science, which uh, I kind of enjoyed. And it was, you know, as I was thinking of solutions to problems, they were at the same time explaining to us why those solutions wouldn't be working. Um, but the the show isn't all about the science. It's actually a lot more exploring uh, what the mission is, who the people on the mission are, what got them there, uh, and how the mission is affecting them and the people that they're leaving behind. Uh, let's see. Other shows that I've been watching. Uh, oh, how can I forget? The Boys has uh, started yes. up season two, so I've been keeping up on that. Uh, they're releasing it one week at a time rather than the whole big batch. Yeah, the whole thing at once, yeah. yeah. So I can see a lot of people deciding, let's wait until the whole thing's out. Um, but, you know, when I take a look at the, the YouTube channels that are recommended to me, there's always the, oh, here's this scene from the latest episode of The Boys, and it's like, okay, well. Episode 7. Yep. This so that's, uh, that's coming up on Friday, I think. Mm. From, from our current time, recording time. Um, yeah, so, but, you know, I'm going to be getting spoilers along the way, so rather than waiting, I may as well watch as it's going along. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right, I just finished episode six, sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, we watched a really interesting movie that is totally non-genre called The Next Three Days on Prime Video. Uh, it's a Russell Crowe movie. Uh, he's a professor at a small community college. His wife gets accused and jailed for a crime she didn't commit. Uh, he exhausts all the legal methods of trying to get her out, appeals and so on, and uh, finally decides, okay, I'm going to break her out. Um, and so it's about his efforts to break her out of jail. And uh, it's a slow start, but uh, once you get to, uh, to the ending, it, it's a real thrill ride. Uh, I would recommend it. Uh, and that pretty much uh, covers me for now. Okay, let's move on to you, Pat. All right, well, um been actually watching a lot of Westerns because I'm running the Deadlands again. So YouTube has a lot of free spaghetti Westerns on there and, you know, started down the rabbit hole. And it's like, hey, here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. So got uh, watching a lot of that um, role-playing or gaming-wise. Um, still doing yeah, Deadlands. <clears throat> Dev's got his Star Wars, which I'm taking part in. And then every month or so, <clears throat> sorry, uh, and to another, the the West End D6 uh, Star Wars game as well, where I'm playing a Laconic Scout, straight up from the, just from the, the book itself. No real changes. And you look at it, you're going, why does the Scout have almost no perception? <laughs> <laughs> it's really strange, but Okay, uh, and then also involved in the our buddy uh, Eric's Paladin game, which Dev is in as well. And we played yesterday. Also did another session for my ongoing Pendragon game, where we've made a decision after over twenty some odd years of real time play, uh, we've reached a point where if everything works out, it'll be a perfect time to end the the, the whole campaign. So that'll maybe come into an end sometime early oh, in wow. next year. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's actually huge. There's it just like I said, there's their plans to try and take Rome one more time away from the uh, <laughs> evil Loki's created emperor. 
who's turned the whole church into a dark version of itself. And Dev's the last true blood that has Rome run blood still in him. So one more time trying to take Rome over. Gonna do it properly though. They say. Yeah, we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna do a rush to straight to Rome. Yeah. We're gonna try to do it slowly and so and if it goes well, that's where it's all gonna sort of end off as the last bit of and from this point on, here's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also doing um the blue planet with Eric again, um, where you play, uh, we're playing cops, c- c- cops in a new planet. And that thing is told people that that's one of the hardest games to get injured in. As soon as you start getting injured, you're going downhill, being able to do anything. And it doesn't have any magic healing. So it's the oil. Oh, okay. So you're out for eight weeks before you can actually start being competent again. Great. Put me up to an IV. It's all good. <laughs> Thank God I have healthcare. I think I've been shot enough times I'm almost ready to do the 10th visit free sort of thing. <laughs> for I finally watched the uh, for movies and TV. Finally, finally watched the end of um, HBO's The Watchmen. Okay. Took a while. Yeah, I started it and then it got distracted by other stuff, so I watched the end of that. That was, it was quite good. Uh, interesting to see how they lead up to season two. It'll be interesting. Uh, at first, I wasn't sure about Adrian Voigt, the way they were, you know, Make it a little bit. There crazy, is no but... season two. Oh, there isn't. No. Too bad. No. Um, they won't like. There are no plans to continue Watchmen. Okay. What you see is what you get. Yeah, too bad. Um, not sure how that if I was too happy with the way they ended it, but I could I could see it sort of did fit with the the whole Watchmen idea. Then I did start watching the uh, the episodes of uh, the boys. And it's still as brutal as it was before. Oh, yeah. uh, really, really, really brutal. Uh, it's interesting that the where they're going with the Stormfront and that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's one. And, uh, you know, Paul said he's not going to watch it because he finds it too too weird and messed up. Right, Paul? I'm, I might watch it eventually, but it's not really for me. I just... Doesn't doesn't, and, doesn't I don't uh, I don't really have an interest in it. And speaking of um, just Patrick, when you were talking about City of Heroes, it's funny. Dev and I last Wednesday we were at Castle Run doing our combined uh, podcast with the guys mm-hmm. from Castle Run. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, one of the co-owners, he's he he played a lot of City of Heroes as well lately. He's into it as well, and we all agreed it's it's one of the it's it most you don't have to play just spend time just creating characters and, and costumes is the biggest one it's like all right try this now yeah and yeah. you know no capes no capes <laughs> you can get capes if you want yeah yep um and on the list to watch also is uh raised by wolves the one on uh crave tv mm-hmm. there yep that's that's on the list of next things to weird things to watch for that and that's it with some reading still some more 40k novels haven't done any armor 4k gameplay or anything and computer stuff has just been division two with the new season and stuff like that and our twitch tuesday nights that's it for me Devram. you can take it away now i give you permission Okay, so that's all, it's obviously going to be cut out. Um, so I've been uh, watching a ton of stuff. So uh, like like has been mentioned, I watched uh, Lucifer the entire series, and it definitely does end in quite the cliffhanger. Uh, I don't know if cliffhanger, but quite the revelation. 
I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I watched the first three episodes of The Boys, uh, but then I've decided I'm just going to wait until all of the episodes are out before I binge the rest. And um, I also watched Away, like you did, Pat. Uh, I really liked that show. Um, it, it was an excellent combination of you know science and exploration, like space exploration and action, but drama. Like the whole thing, I, I thought they did an excellent job kind of putting it all together into one storyline. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you're expecting uh, things to go right and things always go wrong. And like, oh, not again. Why can't they just have a break? <laughs> but it was it was it was super super enjoyable. I really like that. Don't show. you? That's stuff we say in games too, though. When we're playing, it. can't just we get a break? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you mean it went wrong again? Again? Oh, just once. We're I want just... something to go right. So um, easy. We wanted easy run. We just wanted. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I also finished all of uh, the show called Superstore that's available on um, Amazon Prime. And there's there's <laughs> one other season that's been. Um, aired uh, on terrestrial TV in the States, but I, we don't have it yet on Amazon Prime. And uh, there's another season that's uh, currently being filmed and um, is going to be coming out, I guess, either later on this year or beginning of next year. Uh, they've announced that their, their, their main cast member, uh, America Ferreira, is leaving the show. So I don't know if they're even going to continue it after, after she's gone, but she's leaving like either early in the season, the last season. So yeah. it's um, going to be interesting to see what happens with that show after she leaves. Yeah, I've heard a couple of things there. Uh, one is that, yes, the show is definitely continuing without her. Uh, the second is that her farewell was originally planned to be a single episode, but has now been extended. I don't know how much, but apparently she will be in more than one episode as part of her goodbye. Okay, that's good. I, I really like her. I, I really like the show, too. So uh, I'm kind of sad to see that it's uh, coming to an end, or yeah. I, don't, I guess it's going to continue without her. But we'll we'll see in what capacity they 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 continue without her. Uh, and then one more show I want to talk about, uh, and this has become one of my favorite shows uh, to the point where I watched the entire first season in one evening, uh, and then watched the next uh, season over the course of like in two days. Waited uh, two more days talk to my girlfriend Jen about it and then she and I started watching it again from start to finish over the course of like the next three or four days and that's Cobra Kai holy fuck is that an oh, awesome Cobra show Kai. oh yes. my god it's, yes. finally, it's finally available on um, on Netflix here in Canada Netflix now. So, yeah. so I would anyone who has any sort of 80s nostalgia watch this movie or this TV show it is so three seasons, good three seasons correct Dev? yeah the third season is uh, isn't uh, produced yet or it's it's filmed, but it hasn't been released yet. And it comes out sometime early 2021. And the waiting for that to happen is, it's uh, it's killing me. I, I want it so badly. It was such a great show. Like I cannot stop talking it's about how awesome. awesome that show is. It's like, great. No, it is. It's really good. And also, I like how they they did take the original character, like the original actors, playing their parts again, mm-hmm. 30 years later, and the difference their lives have taken, and that. Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, Daniel Russo's a fucking dick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go ahead, I got, go ahead. You were going to say something? Well, I haven't seen it yet, and you know me. I probably won't see it. Oh, you but, uh, watch it, though. Yeah, but, dude, I see nothing these days. Um, anyways, I was just going to say, though, I am happy to see 
Ralph Macchio back on a successful project mm -hmm. because he was one of those guys from the 80s where I never really understood why his career just basically vanished. You know, the guy's a good actor. He didn't, you know, he didn't. He, he was one of those guys where I just never thought he deserved to disappear off the face of the earth. Sure. <laughs> you know? But no, I, uh, I, I like the job of reprising that role. And I love how like, they just right off the bat, though, they're like, you cheated. <laughs> yeah, that was an illegal move. <laughs> that was an illegal move. Like, you should not have won. Boom. <laughs> okay, so that's about it for TV shows. Um, I did watch a bunch of movies, too. Uh, so I watched... I finally so, Devram, got... I have a quick, yeah. a quick question. You're not working anymore, are you? That's got nothing to do with it. I, I'm still doing stuff during the day. Um, this is all stuff that I do at night. I, I don't I don't have to wake up quite as early as I used to, so I tend to, to stay up a, a bit later at night, so 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, whatever, and then sleep in for around 10. So that, that's been one change from not working, but this, this is not stuff that I'm doing during the day. Okay, anyway, sorry. so uh, the movies. Uh, so I watched Bloodshot, which is that uh, Vin Diesel movie where he gets these, uh, he's a soldier who uh, dies in combat and then gets um, kind of resurrected using nanites and then becomes kind of like a super action hero. Uh, it's actually quite good. Um, don't expect a lot of um, acting or anything from the movie, but if you like action and you just want like a mindless action flick, definitely, definitely watch the show. It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, I've, I've read the comics. Okay. Bloodshot really should be mostly mindless action, so right. perfect fit yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Well, thanks for I, I did actually watch this. Thanks, Dev. For remember, I just forgot because yeah, it was, I, I watched that one too. That's how uh, forgettable the action was, though, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's it's I don't know how to describe it. Uh, it has a, a cool twist to it that I didn't see coming, and then when when they um, revealed it, I went, "Oh my god, that's brilliant." So it's it, it's not a it's not a bad movie. I actually, I, like I said, yeah. quite enjoyed it. Uh, um, I was going to say, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to talk about No, well, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please, I'll wait for you. No, it's the the one thing I had with it is the the fact that um, he's like able to fly a jet because it gets put into his brain. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, that doesn't all work, right? Yes, you might have the, the knowledge of how to fly a plane, but you're Motor skills are not there. It's just the thing that ever since the Matrix, skills. I know motor skills for flying. It takes motor skills. You can ask Patrick about it. it it's, it's just because you just because you have the knowledge of where which how to fly doesn't mean you can actually fly, especially land. Anyways, it's just the thing that ever since Matrix, where I know Kung Fu is like okay, that worked as a computer avatar, but physically, it doesn't work. Well, I, and I don't think he did any hand-to-hand -hand combat physically in that sh in that show movie. Anyway, all of his combat was done in. Oh no, you're right. It, that's what I liked. The Matrix worked in the Matrix, right? But a lot of other people since then now have this thing of, oh, the computer has given me the knowledge to do this. I see. Yeah. Anyway, on to the movies that I've watched. Uh, I watched this movie called Super Bob. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's it's basically a dude who gets hit by a meteor. Just a random. Yeah, I told you about dude. this one. I told you about this a couple of years ago. You never told I me. Did. Yes, yes, I did. He gets yes, and he, it's a love. <laughs> it's it's mostly a love relationship sort of 
thing is the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird. It's not really a superhero movie, more of a here's just this regular dude who kind of gets some international attention and uh, and kind of has his, his life being run for him and, and he wants to break and, it's and wants to British. do what he wants to do. And it's obviously and it's British. Yeah. Well, that's where the, the thing because is like, oh, you can't do that because of the paperwork. What? <laughs> yeah, the amount of forms he has to fill out because he officially works for the Ministry of Defense. So he's yes. basically a, a civil employee. And anytime he saves someone's life, it's like, oh, can you sign here that he saved you, that you waved the thing, blah, 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 that we're okay to use you in a commercial. Yeah, they have all these health and safety forms that he has to fill out. It's very funny. Um, a lovely, lovely, sweet movie. I, so I really enjoy that. Uh, and then I also watched a, um, a movie with Aaron Eckhart as a, playing a cop who's being basically live streamed as he's doing cop things. Uh, this one's called Line of Duty. Um, that one's actually pretty good too. Um, it's mostly action, but it's it's kind of trying to, um, I don't know, it, it seems like almost like a propaganda piece trying to appease, uh, you know, the Blue Lives Matters people um, about how uh, cops have a really, really hard job and and uh, they're really just out there trying to help people and they're not, you know, just violent assholes. And, and the media... Uh, misrepresents kind of their uh, the things that happen to them on a daily basis and, and why some of the actions are justified, that sort of thing. It was still, despite all that kind of angle to it, it was still a pretty good movie. And then, I, and then the last one I want to talk about is a movie called Danger Close. Uh, this one's an Australian movie set in Vietnam or in the Vietnam era. Apparently, I, I didn't know this until I watched some of the, or uh, looked up some of the background movie uh, behind the movie. Um, Apparently, Australia uh, introduced conscription just at the beginning of the um, Vietnam War, and they actually spent, sent uh, something like 8,000 or 10,000 soldiers to Vietnam to fight alongside the Americans during the, the conflict there. Um, and this one's specifically about um, Delta, Delta Squad, Delta Company, um, one, of, one of their um, uh, basically conscript soldier units that was sent there, they're, they're the major in charge of them. He was like this super gung-ho commando type who basically trained them at the same levels that, that commandos would receive their training. So despite the fact they were just a regular conscript infantry unit, they were overly trained. So they were maybe a little, um, little better able to react to the, the crazy shitstorm that they, uh, they ended up in. The thing I liked most about this is the gratuitous use of artillery. Like, I mean, they have fire missions going off almost the entire movie, and there's giant, <laughs> giant explosions as already rounds are landing. And as a artillery, um, um, uh, retired right, artillery bombardier myself, I loved this movie. Uh, I liked the fact that when they were doing their fire missions, all their, um, their lingo was accurate. Uh, the way they they did the fire missions was accurate. Like just all of it was so. How about the explosions? Were the explosions the somewhat explosions. more realistic? Uh, there was one set of explosions where there was way too much fire, but for the most part, um, when they had uh, the artillery, art, artillery rounds landing, the explosions were great. When they had grenades being thrown, they weren't you know overdone. They weren't these giant plasma balls like you should see. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I was a little uh, questioning a, a little bit the uh, the amount of smoke that comes out of a smoke grenade, but. Because uh, they're they're using smoke grenades basically to mark where they are so that they can mm -hmm. bring in first an airstrike yeah. and then uh, a resupply mission on in helicopters. So the smoke just kind of billows out over this giant forest, and I, I don't know if it would be quite that obvious 
<laughs> but, throughout a single smoke canister, but still, uh, it, it looked, overall better. Overall, much better than most war movies or war shows in the past. So I'm I really really like that movie. Definitely Have you seen five or the Bloods or the five the five the five Bloods? Never heard of it. It's a Spike Lee Vietnam one, sort of. Oh, okay. On Netflix, yeah. It's uh, Chad Chadwick Boseman in that one too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, one of his last um, movies before he died. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll definitely have to check that out. Uh, so that's it for what I've been watching. Uh, what I've been playing, like Pat said, I do have a Star Wars game. Actually, I have three separate Star Wars games, one for each of the lines that uh, Fantasy Flight Games put out. So I've got one for uh, Edge of the Empire, which I'm doing with the guys from Anonymous Tabletop. I have one for Age of, Age of Rebellion, which I'm doing with you guys. And then, of course, my Force and Destiny one, which I'm doing with um, some Geek Nation Tours alumni those are all going great uh i'm doing the the first and third one kind of on a weekly basis on midweek and then we play every i think three or four weeks uh with you guys so that, those are those are all going very well um i also have this other game that i'm running for the uh, um uh the force is not always with you group since we can't we can't really play yes. together uh during this uh, the pandemic uh, we've kind of branched off into a new superhero game called um, uh, Heroes Unlimited by Palladium Games. So I've got a second session for that coming up next weekend. Um, so far, we've only made characters. Uh, this uh, one guy decided to make a um, a, a trained uh, guy with a, a, a exterior or ex, expert training, basically. Uh, so he's kind of like a um, uh, like almost like Batman, where he he, he himself is in a superhero, but he's just trained himself and his body to the point where um, he's better than most regular people. And th- this character is called the foreman. And he's basically like a, like a construction worker who's just totally jacked up and he wields a giant hammer. But that's his stick. Uh, the other guy has so far has made a full conversion cyborg. And uh, we'll, we'll see where we go from there with the, uh, the last two characters. Have uh, they made their characters yet? What's that? They haven't made their characters no, yeah, yet. The other, the other two haven't made their characters, so we're going to do that sometime during the during the next week, midweek, so that they'll be, we'll be ready to actually start playing this on on Saturday. So that, that's the plan, at least. Uh, so that's it for games that I'm playing. Well, like like Pat mentioned, there's the uh, the Paladin game that we're playing with our buddy Eric, and the Pendragon game that he's running for us. But that's about it for the games that I'm currently playing. Uh, one last thing: video games. I'm Super, super hardcore into um, crap. Why Rimworld? am I blanking on the name of this? No, Rimworld. Rimworld, Rimworld. Yes, I love Rimworld so much. Um, all, all of the mods that I had installed have been kind of um, updated to the latest version, so everything's kind of working again. So my my Jedi is uh, my um, my colony with with uh, Force users is up and running and fully functional. All the the races are there, so all my all my um, the, the colonists that I had that were not human, they're all back again because they were missing for a while when the uh, the mod wasn't updated. So everything's back to normal, and you know I'm I think I'm somewhere in year thirty so far. Uh, this 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 base is it's expanded to the point where there's like thirty rooms, fifty people in the colony. Like it's like this colony is huge, and I'm constantly getting attacked because uh, apparently everyone else wants what I have. That, that's course, going yeah. to be fun. Um, I did pick up during a Steam sale, Steam sale, a game called Vampire, which is like a 1930s um, 
uh, action. That's not really an action adventure. It's more like a um, RP- it's, it's a proper RPG where you talk to people, you go on, uh, you get quests. Uh, but you're you're basically a brand a newly turned vampire who's trying to kind of figure out what's happening to him. Um, I I really like the storyline of it, but I cannot stand the way combat works. So I think I'm going to restart it. And there there's there's um, a couple of different combat settings that you can use. One is just a standard setting where all the combat is um, brutally hard, and it's kind of made for consoles, so um, it it doesn't really transport well into uh, the PC world. Uh, there's yeah. apparently a cinematic setting where you're really only caring about what's happening in the game and combat is like an extra side bit they throw in. Uh, you don't get experience from it, from killing people like you do in the regular game, but it just, it's going to make my life so much easier. Like, clearly, uh, if, if I'm going up against more than one guy, uh, there's nothing I can do. I'm completely useless. They oh, really? annihilate Ooh. me. I can't fight back against them. It's like, It's gotten to the point where... Um, I don't even want to play the game anymore. So I'm, Wait, I'm and these gonna... are normal people, not vampires. These are just normals. Well, they're they're um, kind of like hunters. Ghouls. Oh no, okay. they're not hunters. They're 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 mindless zombies, basically. Not, not maybe not zombies, but they're they're they're. I don't know how to describe it. I, ghoul is probably the easiest way to describe okay. it. So they're they're undead ish. Uh, it, it takes place during um, during the um, uh, the Spanish flu. The, the great plague that, that that broke out in 1912 so it's set in that time frame uh there's war going on in the background so it's um 1917 yeah yeah it's, it's so it's it's set during that era almost like a cthulhu era except with vampires instead that's the only that's other video game that i'm playing other than division two when i when i get on to play with you guys and that's really about it uh, there's not much else going on all right, so let's move off into segment two, news and rumors. Who's got stuff they want to talk about? Uh, well, because I know Dwayne's got a lot, so I'll go quickly. Um, so, Because we've been talking about The Boys. It's mm-hmm. been officially, uh, there's going to be a spinoff of The Boys. I, I did um, hear about that. Yeah, so based on one of the comics, uh, which is, takes place at uh, sort of a team or teen group in college and stuff like that. As they're you know come to terms with their powers and a whole bunch of other stuff like the standard you might like it Patrick because it's a lot of the you know teen angst drama stuff going on so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but other than that, teen angst drama through the admittedly interesting perspective of the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that's and while everyone, of course, you know, Supergirl being canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is unfortunate. I, I don't know if it's really a cancellation, uh, more that the show is coming to. No, it. it's well. Sorry, well, yeah, it's they are yeah, bringing the show is actually, kept, and it's a, and, you know, it's not like they got surprised by it. They they want this, so it'll hopefully be done properly, as opposed to a lot of other ones who are like, "What do you mean this is our last season? Wait, what? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, wrap it all up. It is being done properly. <laughs> they they already did yeah. that with Arrow when they decided to end the Arrow series, so this is just a second series that's being kind of retired, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess the next one's Flash, eh? Uh, I don't know. Flash is still going pretty strong. Although, I mean, there's, there's there's really not much more they can do with the Flash character. They've kind of saved the world, what, five times now? Every season, there's there, there's another world-ending thing that has to be fixed, and, and he's the yeah. one to do it. There, there's also, everyone saw the trailer for Wanda and Vision. Mm-hmm. I, I did actually see that. It looks interesting. So, yeah, because parts of it look like the, the be- Bewitched sort of uh, 
time frame and leave it to Beaver and stuff like that. So, you know, everyone's trying to come up with uh, ideas of why. And, you know, like, well, she controls reality, so... <laughs> yeah, she can basically make the reality warp into whatever she wants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah by the way, um, I think it's just WandaVision. It's not, you know, kind of, kind of like, uh, I don't know, film, you know, filmed in Panorama or whatever. Yeah, yeah in Panorama Vision, yes. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah. like, this is WandaVision. Vision. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another thing I'm super excited about is October 30th, the release of second season of Mandalorian. I can't yes. wait for that to come out. And there's been a lot of Star Wars uh, stuff, rumors and stuff going on with uh, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, a couple other TV shows that had planned, maybe still going through or not. George Lucas getting involved with things. It's It looks like it's a mess at the, some of the top levels of, of Disney and Lucas and that right now. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead, Dwayne. Take I'm, it away. I'm quite excited uh, with the announcement of Tatiana Maslany as uh, the lead yeah. in She-Hulk yeah. for yes. uh, Disney Plus. So uh, that that I think will be good. I've been impressed uh, with her for a very long time. Um, she got. Um, one, uh, she got a Gemini Award for uh, guest appearance in Flashpoint. Uh, actually, several years back, before she got over from Black, and I had seen the episode in question, and she was amazing. And of course, Orphan Black just continued that because what she pulled off with that show is nothing short of incredible. And so to have someone of her caliber as Jen Walters and She-Hulk, I mean, you know, all I can say is well done, Marvel. Um, WandaVision, I'm looking forward to. Uh, apparently things are moving forward quite nicely on Falcon and Winter Soldier, although that won't be until uh, next year sometime. Um, in addition to all that and everything. Uh, the news that DC Universe is moving to a comics-only service that will be available internationally yeah. is quite nice. Yeah, actually, yeah, Kessel Run uh, was talking, because since DC got away from that one uh, diamond, uh, they've actually found out that DC Comics is a more more available now, so Kessel Run was told that they'd be able to get in DC Comics if they wanted to. Uh, because since they're no longer, DC's no longer dealing with the Diamond exclusively, the, that's opened up a lot more markets uh, to them that they had before. Yeah, well, DC is no longer dealing with Diamond, period, basically. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I can see that um, it might be a positive for places that don't have a diamond account mm -hmm. that perhaps they will be able to get in DC without going through all that hassle. Um, and that, uh, let me see what else is there. Uh, 
Kobo started up a subscription service um, a couple of months back uh, that I checked out, and it's it's decent. Um, you know, it's it's similar to Kindle Unlimited. Lots of uh, independent publishers and that, but uh, with some partners that uh, are a little unexpected and kind of a nice fit. Uh, for example, Open Road Media, which specializes in the backlist of a lot of different authors, including a lot of sci-fi and fantasy authors that I like, is partnered with uh, Kobo Plus on that. So, okay. for example, if you want to check out all of Dave Duncan's catalog, you basically, it's not all of it, but it's most of it, and you could do that with Kobo Plus if you wanted to. Um, a lot of Terry Goodkind stuff is on there. And speaking of news, uh, Terry Goodkind passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. I had not heard uh, that. A cause of death has not been released that I'm aware of. Um, but yeah, he passed away a couple of weeks ago at the age of 71. Hmm. So um, uh, I'm actually, because my subscription to Kobo Plus hasn't run out yet, I cancel it simply because I don't have enough time to make use of it. Um, I'm still reading a lot, but for example, I picked up all of Jim Butcher's catalog on sale. Kobo had everything he wrote for three bucks a book. So <laughs> nice. I, 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 I finished off uh, my Jim Butcher collection uh, and replaced a bunch of books I already had with eBooks. So I've got an awful lot to read right now, but I will be tempted to go back to Kobo Plus later. But since I've got a few days left, I actually started reading Wizard's First Rule. Um, I'm not interested in going deep into the Sword of Truth series because, uh, from what I understand, uh, Goodkind has some somewhat unpleasant views of the relationships between men and women and, you know, some stuff that most BDSM community members would not agree with. <laughs> uh, that, some of that stuff came out uh, pretty prevalent in his uh, sort of truth series. That's very true. Yeah, so I'm not terribly interested in that stuff, but I've, I've heard that that's not really prevalent in the first book, namely Wizard's First Rules. So I thought I'd check it out just because... You know, he does have an awful lot of fans, and he just passed away, so I figured why not. Um, so, yeah. Uh, there is, uh, uh, you heard about the Vampire 5th Edition coming out? No, I hadn't, but it yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So but, this takes place um, after we're getting, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they're always, they're always putting out new stuff. I mean, I'm still awaiting stuff from Onyx Path for Exalted uh, Third Ed, so I can't really get too excited that they're doing more vampire stuff. It takes place after Gehenna and all that sort of thing, so yeah, they've they've, uh, they've some rule changes, but a lot of background fluff stuff. 
I don't know. It's not the '90s anymore. Do people really need <laughs> vampire type stuff all the time? <laughs> yeah. Um, on the Earthdawn side of things, uh, they just finished off a Kickstarter for their latest book, Empty Thrones, which is a uh, campaign slash setting book in that. So I should be getting the PDF for that shortly. I don't. Besides the odd, like one shot thing at the West Marches thing, I don't run Earthdawn, but I really, you know, I, I like the guys at FASA. They interact with their fans on their Discord channel, very approachable, nice people. All of them have day jobs. You know, they run FASA games as a sideline just because they love Earthdawn. So I'm Kind of happy to throw money their way every now and then. Uh, and I understand that uh, they've got a new magic supplement covering uh, higher tier spellcasting and stuff like that in the pipeline. So that, that'll be cool whenever that comes out. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, and I'll try to post on the Facebook page about it, uh, there's a game studio doing a game based on filling Kaya Foglio's Girl Genius. Uh, and it's kickstarting right now. And that. And uh, it's with full cooperation of the Foglios. And they've even chimed in on a reward. Apparently, if you go at the $30 level, they'll give you every bit of Girl Genius in PDF for free. <laughs> So, which is not a, which is not a bad deal, <laughs> but, um, you know, I already have all of it, so, but I am, apparently the game will be available through Steam on Linux, so I'm considering going in on it. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it for me. Uh, the pandemic continues to have a major impact on entertainment news. Oh, I, I, I would be remiss without at least mentioning this. You know, it's not genre TV, but it is Canadian TV, which I like following, even if I don't watch the actual shows. And, you know, a Canadian comedy, Schitt's Creek, mm -hmm. swept, yeah. the, the Emmy. swept the comedy Emmy nominations. Only show to ever do that in either the comedy or drama um, categories, and, you know, best show, best directing, best writing, all four acting, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, unheard of and done by Canadians. So mm -hmm. quite proud. It's funny. I, I've watched every season of that show so far, and I can't believe I never made the connection that, uh, the guy who plays the son is actually Eugene Levy's son. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Like, the eyebrows <laughs> will have given it away, but it, it never. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, uh, quite impressive, and that uh, I do love the fact that uh, Eugene Levy's daughter Sarah was also in the show, just not playing his daughter. Um, Twyla, I think, is the character's name. Oh, that's Sarah. That's that's Sarah Sarah Levy plays okay but, she's also uh, very funny a bit ditzy but 
very funny character. But yeah, so, and there is a fantastic video that's made the rounds. Uh, so uh, the levies threw a Emmy watch party at Casa Loma in Toronto. And, that, and so they had to cut it back because of the stricter restrictions on gatherings, which came in just before the party. But um, most of them were there. Sarah Levy was not. Uh, she was at home. And there's a great video going around that basically shows her reaction after every one of the seven wins, which is just great. <laughs> so she's basically like uh, cheering her brains out. It's awesome. <laughs> so I just happened to see a, a sec this uh, a second article uh, stating this rumor, but apparently Patrick Stewart is uh, very interested in doing a. Star Wars, Star Trek crossover movie. No. Yeah, I don't no, think I like that either. No. Um, no. no. You, sorry, that, that reminded me. I forgot about this. Um, there has been a kind of crossover between the two. Yes. Um, the, the commercials. The, the, the Uber Eats commercials. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched them yet, but I need to because, you know, Mark Hamill acting off of Patrick Stewart just sounds awesome. I got to It was that. I saw one of them. It was pretty one of them was pretty funny. The tomato tomato. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's it's it was funny. Like, I haven't seen all the yeah. rest, but I did see one that was good. But yeah. yeah. That's one thing, having a full movie. No. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't I don't think I like that yeah. either. I, I don't know if I don't know if we've mentioned this, but uh you know how a lot of celebrities have been doing online things just to kind of keep busy during the pandemic yeah uh patrick stewart's had a bit of a hit on his hand he's been doing a sonnet a day yeah him reading, shakespeare, reading yeah. shakespeare sonnets and just racking up the views and the likes and everything so you know i think it's i think it's kind of cool i mean stewart of course is a shakespearean actor uh you know he's He's worked with the Royal Shakespearean Company in London for decades, so it's it kind of neat. But, <laughs> yeah. Yes, fine, that, Sir Patrick. No, no, that's also the knee Uber Eats commercial. Yeah. Yes. Sir oh, okay. Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Sir, Sir Patrick. Sorry. Ooh, Sir. <laughs> yep. But yeah. So uh, no, uh, kind of cool. And the trailers for Dune and all that are out. More, which are awesome. I'm I am curious to that. about that. So, uh, was it Jodorowsky, the guy who was originally going to do the Dune movie, say is yeah. uh, not all that impressed with the trailers, thinking it's going to be just another industrial movie. Okay, he wanted <laughs> he to thinks, do a six-hour. No, he wanted he to thinks, do a ten-hour movie. Okay, so yeah. yeah. He thinks Denis Villeneuve is going to do. Another industrial movie, really? <laughs> <That's, laughs> with with Dune. Well, I didn't realize Dave Bautista is actually playing yeah. Baron Her Baron Harkonnen. I thought he from this, no, the trailer. Not, I thought he was playing the, the Beast. He's the Beast. No, he's not the Baron. He's uh, he's, uh, he's Beast Raban. Uh, it's uh, Skarsgård, uh, the guy who played the Doctor on. Uh, oh, Maz Mars. Or Ma Ma 
Mars Carsdale? Not Mars Mars no, no, Carsdale. No, no, no. Uh, what's his name? IMDB Pat. That's what I'm doing. Just got to get there. Okay. <laughs> Wait, in which which show or movie? Uh, well, in the in the Thor movies, he played uh, the Doctor, the eccentric Doctor. Oh, him. Yeah. Okay, right. Yes. Uh, okay. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. He's the Baron. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'd say like, Batista like did look good as, as. Yeah, Batista did did look good as the Beast. I'm like, wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you actually see the trailer, Dev, or are you avoiding it? I'm avoiding it, like like with everything. Okay. Has anyone heard about uh, Black Widow? What's the story for that? Oh, well, it's being pushed back to uh, 2021. I think it's May 2021. Yeah, I mean, same same deal as with uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact, I mean, they released. Uh, Tenet, um, the latest Christopher Nolan film, to yes. theaters, and it did well. Okay, um, okay. but it definitely yeah. it definitely saw a hit, yeah, because of pandemic. And you know, it Tenet's definitely going to make money, no doubt about it. Mm. But it's the, the the lesson that the, the major studios seem to take from Tenet is. Okay, it would, you know, if we released a blockbuster, it would do okay, but it would not do as well as it would have pre-pandemic. Oh, of course not. So, well, no, that, there, you don't want to, you want to have too many come out at once yeah. either, right? Because people are definitely now will yeah. be like, so, "Ooh, we're not going to go all the time. We'll go to one." <laughs> this will probably yeah. be a, a a good thing for the low-budget independent movies because they can handle having a, a low crowd and yeah. they'll also be getting noticed. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll confess. I mean, I can understand why the big studios want to push off and push off, but you got to wonder what's the limit? How long mm-hmm. are they going to be able to push things off for? Um, you know, black widow, it's going to be over a year since the original intended release date. Um, and also, you know, I'll be honest, of the, you know, of the businesses that I've been kind of worried about as far as the pandemic goes, movie theaters is way up on that list. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got, I mean, there are businesses out there whose business model is based on getting as many people into a place as possible at one time. And that business model is impossible right now. Yeah. Well, also, I was going to say, is it time for the theaters to sort of I hope not. obsolete? Uh, I hope not. I, I mean, like streaming service. I, I love going to the theater, though. I like yeah. going out yeah. to a movie theater. I like so, getting out of my house. I, like, well, I understand that. It just I'm saying with everyone, all the streaming services out there now, right? And if it goes on for another, like you agree with you there, Dwayne. If it goes on for a lot longer, people will just be used to doing a lot of streaming. And yeah, but I mean, there'll like, be a huge, my, there'll be a huge spike once it opens up, undoubtedly. Yeah. But will people keep it up, or will they just start going back to streaming? Yeah. But and who knows if they'll be a. My worry is that they won't be around when it opens up. 
you know, how, how much how much longer can, you know, your Cineplex keep bleeding red ink before, you know, they just give up? Um, but, I mean, like, for example, one of my favorite examples, I went out to a midnight showing of Avengers Endgame. And that was amazing. Being in that crowd and, you know, the communal experience and the reactions. I mean, a lot of, sometimes I can find that sort of thing annoying because I can't hear the movie or whatever. But sometimes it's awesome. I mean, like, the roar of that theater when all of a sudden, you know, on your left, you know, that sort of thing. And that whole prelude to the battle when the portals open up and, you know, Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther walks through with Shiri and Okoye and stuff. And, like, the whole place was losing their collective minds, and it was awesome. And if that goes away, I'm going to miss it. I really am. Well, I think if somebody can uh, develop a way of getting that experience through, like, uh, well, through VR, so that you can have the communal theater experience just sitting at home watching a, a show. VR uh, doesn't work, though. They've tried multiple t Like, people don't want VR at home. Yeah. Right. Um, well, yeah, but that's, you know, when the option of going out was a lot easier to... to and even now, if you notice now, there's not that many sales. Like, at home, when you're sitting with your your significant other or other stuff, you don't want to put VR glasses on, right? Right. It, that is a theater experience. Um, they have, you know, like VR TV, you know, VR TV and all that. There, there are people that buy it, but well, the, that, you know... it's 3D TV. Yeah. Which, which... Even VR is still, like, you have to have the glasses on and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it it is a way of getting the theater experience without actually going to a theater. Yeah, it's just not going to sell that much, though. I mean, I the reason I go is like big screen, like yeah, for the big action yeah. ones, like big screen IMAX. That's um, what you want the experience for. I guess we're getting a segment three going coming out of all this. Yes, this is an excellent yes. segment three. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I do. I do have a couple of bits more of news that I wanted to mention. Sure. Um, DC Extended Universe news. Um, you folks have heard, of course, that they are actually releasing the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've gone one step further. They're letting Snyder do reshoots to right. support his cut of Justice League. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy who plays Cyborg. I think it's Ray something. But, for example, he'll be involved. It's been confirmed that Henry Cavill is not involved. Oh no! In the reshoots. Oh, so they're not going to fix his mustache issue. In the reshoots, mustache issue. No, but they should still have him back yeah. for the reshoots to fix the mustache issue. Yeah, and so I find that interesting that uh, you know Warner's thinks there's enough interest in this that they are spending more money mm -hmm. to support you know this Snyder cut. Um, and that, uh, the other interesting thing is, um, James Gunn has been talking up, uh, the Suicide Squad, 
his sequel slash semi reboot of yeah. Suicide Squad. Even before the movie hits, they are spinning off one of the characters into a TV show. Who's it? Which one? Peace, peacemaker. John, peacemaker. John Cena's Peacemaker. Peacemaker, yeah. So uh, I find that interesting. Uh, I find it really interesting because I remember Peacemaker. Um, Peace, Peacemaker was one of the Charlton Comics um, characters that DC acquired back in the early 80s. And, that. and I had one of the old Charlton Comics and stuff. And let me just say that the take that I've read on Peacemaker for the Suicide Squad is quite different from the take that Charlton went with. Uh, I believe that in some ways it will be similar. DC did s some stuff with the character uh, where they basically portrayed him as completely insane. Uh, in this one, for, for what I guess is that uh, they're basically going to be having the character as a complete and total asshole. Um, but, you know, I find I am curious about it that they think that there's enough potential there to. Well, he does have the, the uh, wrestling. He's got the wrestling career, you know, that's making him famous too, right? So. Yeah. But, you know. They, they think there's enough potential there to give him his own eight-issue HBO Max series. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. Um, I, I don't know where it will be in Canada. Uh, Crave tends to get most HBO stuff. Yeah. So, it'll probably be there, but it's not guaranteed. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, sorry. That's, that's it. Right. I just... I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring up those two things. Well, like I said because John Cena, like I said, because of his uh, wrestling stuff, I could see him being the the big viable star for an offshoot. Well, yeah, depends on how they do the character, and if it's going to be R rated or not. They surely do it not R rated, just to be able to get in some of the uh, younger fans. Well, not if it's going to be streaming. I mean, they could, but yeah, yeah it's it's HBO Max and. Um, yeah, considering, that considering that the title of the show actually includes the F-bomb, I don't think they're going to be going for PG-13 here. Probably not. But again, I was going to say, aren't all superheroes crazy one way or another? Yep. Well, that's, that's, one, that's one take on them. I mean, like, it's uh, certainly much more in line with Garth Ennis's view. Um, well, yeah, even from and, a psychological um, point of, even from a psychological point of view, it's like, yeah. so you dress up in a costume, and go take the law into your own hands. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're stable. Yeah, well, you're I mean, stable. like, yeah, uh, and who was the guy who created the boys? Mark Miller, isn't it? Miller, yeah, yeah. yeah. Miller would definitely tend towards that route. Although Miller also and Alan Moore. Uh, Definitely Alan Moore. Yeah. yeah. Well, he just likes to subvert everything. True. But yeah, it's like... 
Yeah, like the boys is is brutal, but it does probably show nurture versus nature. I mean, you know that yeah. if Superman had been raised in a if Superman had been raised in a lab, would he have turned out, you know, well, that's that, good? That's just it. I mean, that's part of, like I've seen a lot of uh you know, oh, the boys is showing it like it is because people would turn into assholes. Uh, but, you know, that perspective on thing kind of uh, kind of forgets that a major part of every hero's origin is also that incident that sets their moral compass towards being a hero. Yeah. And, Whereas uh, Homelander never had that. Exactly. He was a manufactured hero. Well, all of the heroes were manufactured heroes. But Yeah. Well, no, but like, like... In the lab was... Uh, they're you the know, worst, yeah. As opposed to Starlight, who grew up idolizing the heroes and believing what from they the from the yeah from the idol the the non reality version the 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 built up myth of superheroes yeah exactly which and so, so she tries to be yeah she's got her moral code for that yeah yeah that's actually yeah. what I hate oh. most about the way uh, Spider took um, Superman Spider who took Superman from uh, yes Steel. like that completely changed everything about superman because that's that's not how the original superman was raised up anyway we've talked about this so many times there's no need to keep uh harping about it <laughs> yeah. but uh got his soapbox ready it's, it's my, my number one problem with uh the dc movies that have come out in the past 10 years yeah. but i am i am very interested in seeing the suicide squad mainly because I actually like the Suicide Squad movie. Um, I like I like the first one. Uh, it had, had it, some parts are okay. It, yeah, it's again I mean, where it's you have two different tones, right? Like yeah. you could tell where the tones change quickly, and it's like because they were doing the "Hey, Guardians of the Galaxy is funny. We can do that," but we were building yeah. it as a dark. But move. yeah, but uh, you know. There were things I liked about Suicide Squad. Um, James Gunn has built up a fair amount of goodwill with me, so I'm very curious to see what he's going to do with it. No Will Smith, though. No, no dead shot. <laughs> well, Smith yeah. is basically anti-sequel. He's gone on record with that many times. The only exception was Men in Black, and that was largely because he enjoyed working with and the bad, team. And bad boys. There. And bad boys. And bad boys. Yeah. Yeah. But it took um, a while for him to get there. Yeah. Uh, which, reminds me, uh, which, which reminds me of something. Uh, just, a, just a funny story I read online on that. Um, basically... The guy who wrote Men in Black was on an airplane, and he says this is the one time he ever used an airplane phone. And he had, you know, a burst of inspiration regarding Men in Black, and he called up uh, the director, Ed Solomon, and, he, and he's like, I've got it. The alien is sitting in the body's head, and he's tiny, and he's moving it with gears and pulleys and things and stuff. And they ended up uh, talking story stuff back and forth for about 10, 15 minutes. And when he hangs up, his neighbor is talking to a stewardess asking, can I get moved, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I would have been doing the, hey, 
another company. I have a great idea for a movie. <laughs> Let's <laughs> jump on it. We got to go now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that's, yeah, it's interesting. It's a funny story, but it's like, dude, you're in an open plane. You're lucky that story didn't get stolen and done by someone else. Well, think about Don't it, though. Talk, out, of, out, out of context, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's nothing there. This is just, you know, a little thing of a cool thing you could do in a, like a bigger movie. There's there's not enough There's not enough context there. But, uh, oh, another piece of news that I kind of forgot about. Um, they're trying to bring back uh, Stargate SG-1, or at least that universe. Because um, we Brad haven't Wright, shows in that universe yet? Well, the thing is, is that hmm. uh, Stargate Universe, which was the last show, ended well over 10 years ago on that. And Sounds like kind of a conclusion to that story. I do yeah. want to, I want a conclusion to that story myself. Yeah. And you know, and it wasn't that the shows were not successful. The company basically decided that they were done doing them. Like it was Stargate Universe was a success, but it was a modest success. And so they decided that you know, we weren't getting enough bang for our dollars here, so just let it go. The creative folks behind it were never happy with that decision. So what well, also there, it happened it happened in, during the writer's strike. That's and wasn't there also a lot of talk of the original Stargate crew doing uh, a movie sequel which was going to basically ignore the uh, SG one there there was talk of that. To my knowledge, nothing ever happened. No. But it was being discussed, so that that's also a, a reason to think maybe we ought to get out of here. Well, it's kind of interesting. The um, if you ever watched Stargate Atlantis, the uh, the main character, what was his name, the the major or the guy there at the end, <laughs> um, he tried. Yeah. He he was uh, he was in um, talks with MGM to actually buy the franchise to carry it on, and uh, things were going well, but then they pulled the plug on that. But he was all for doing it because I guess he's been a Stargate fan since well, geez, the beginning, and he was always he always wanted to be in it. And believe it or not, he was actually really good in that. I liked him. He was like my favorite character in that series. So sorry, I keep derailing things. Did we have a section three? No, I think that uh, movie theater conversation was, was section three. Yeah, yeah, or segment three. Need yeah. how that just sort of organically developed, right? <laughs> Fully, we're always like that. <laughs> yeah. So, do we have anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, nothing um, I can think of right now. No, I don't think so. I think of. Oh, yeah. the uh, the Hellstrom uh, uh, trailer dropped as well recently. Oh, really? I haven't yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, nothing I recognize from the comics going on in there. <laughs> Probably not. Well, Hellstrom, I think, is one of the last gasps of uh, Marvel television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had heard that it was actually not going to be going anywhere, so I was kind of surprised to see that a trailer actually popped up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still deeply, deeply disappointed that they did not continue with Cloak and Dagger. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
So much. I, I, I never did watch the second season of that. Is it any good? It's good. Yeah. It's good. I think I, I would call it, I, I mean, like, first season was good. I would yeah. say season two was an improvement. Yeah. Okay. You know, season three likely would have been an improvement again. And I really wish they could have. There's no reason why Cloak and Dagger couldn't be on Disney Plus. It, it would fit in fine. Oh, yeah, totally. But they're just wanting to move completely away from Marvel television. Yep. Yeah. Which is too bad. Yeah. Should we uh, end it here then? or? Yeah. Well, actually, I, no, there's one more show I want to talk about. Uh, this is something completely outside of uh, our genre. Uh, I'm watching this show on Amazon Prime called Younger. Uh, it's basically about this 40-ish woman who gets uh, divorced and kind of has her whole life turned upside down, so she wants to go back into her uh, old career before she got married and had kids, which was publishing. And uh, and so she tries to get a job in publishing. She goes to all, talk to all these people. No one wants to give her a, a job because she's you know in her 40s. So she's in a bar. Uh, some younger guy uh, mistakes her for a 20-year-old. And so she decides to change her resume and pretend to be a millennial. And then <laughs> she gets a job. And the, the, the whole show just completely uh, goes crazy from there. It's actually super fun. It's, it's like a trashy romance novel type of um, vibe. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. I've watched like I think five seasons of it so far. And it's just something I, I watch for fun kind of in the background as I'm you know playing on my phone or whatever. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. And I, I, I didn't think I would. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's it for me. Yeah. Uh, right. One one thing, two things that I wanted to, wanted to mention. One, um, you guys have all seen Knives Out, I think. Love it. Nope. That, that was a yet. great movie. Yeah. Good movie. Uh, Ryan Johnson is going to do a kind of sequel. It'll basically be Benoit Blanc on another case. Okay. But uh, you know that's that's fine with me because Daniel Craig was great and the mm. movie was great. So if uh, they want to do more stuff with Daniel Craig, uh, so be it. Um, the other thing that I'm kind of wondering is, uh, did you guys know they were doing a Snake Eyes movie? No. What? A, G, a, G, a GI Joe spinoff? Get out. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. I, oh, I thought you were talking I, about the Nicolas Cage movie. They're doing another Nicolas one. No, I just uh, I just found this out. I had no idea they were doing it. Hmm. Um, apparently, filming is underway. I'm on board. So if it's uh, not Nicolas Cage, I'm okay with it. Hmm. Oh, I, I think it would be better <laughs> if it had Nicolas Cage. Oh my god, could you imagine Nicolas Cage playing Snake Eyes? That would be amazing. Although <laughs> Snake Eyes doesn't, doesn't talk. talk. Yeah, so maybe yeah. that wouldn't work. Yeah, no, but because Snake Eyes is the movie he did, right? I, I don't know a movie called Snake there, Eyes. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a movie titled Snake Eyes with That's Nicolas it. Cage. It has nothing to do with GI Joe. Okay. <laughs> so. It's a Vegas. It's a Vegas movie. Yeah, it takes place in Vegas. Cool. But yeah, I'm yeah. totally on board for this concept. Yeah. So, um, with the delays in shooting due to the pandemic, they're expecting it to be in theaters uh, October 2021. Okay. That's actually not bad. I, I, I had no idea it existed. I'm not sure if this was mentioned, but I guess they pushed back the release date for uh, Black Widow as well. Yeah, we did mention that. Okay. 
shows so, Paul was paying attention. I had it? to step. Really? I had to step away for a minute. I apologize. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dev. Okay. Let's uh, say thank you for joining us for another episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.